<laughs> oh, holy hell. <laughs> Not him again. Yeah, that's a mood killer. <laughs> Definitely. Josh fell out of his chair. I literally just right fell out place. of my chair. Literally fell out of his chair. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. The JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or just thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle, ready to hit the trails, or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about why a Jeep plant is getting shut down, and I'm going to let you know what it's like to wheel an all-electric Wrangler in Moab, Utah. And later in the show, I begin a multi-part anti-theft series in how to keep your Jeep. You bastard, you're just trying to make me uh, worry about getting my Gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and this week I share a mentoring story and keeping the Jeeping experience alive. Hey, I'm Tony, and I'll be telling uh, you about a website that lets you track your Jeep order. Jeep salespeople are now applauding. Very nice. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, you can blame the pandemic shutdown on this one, or at least the legislators who forced the shutdown. Industry analysts have said that the lack of semiconductor chips stems from the early days of the pandemic when automakers having to close production lines canceled all their orders. Chip producers then pivoted to stay alive to consumer electronics, which enjoyed a massive sales boom from customers who found themselves suddenly stuck at home. People shopping for autos have encountered their thin inventories at dealerships and higher demand for used cars, which has pushed the used car price market way up. Uh, you ever see what the uh, price of an XJ is going for nowadays? Oh, no. And, <laughs> and now over 3,000 Jeep workers are about uh, ready to be temporarily out of work. There, the uh, the now global shortage of microchips has forced the uh, the temporary shutdown this last Monday of the Jeep manufacturing plant in Belvedere and four other plants devoted to the Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram brands until at least mid-April. The Belvedere plant near Rockford produces the Jeep Cherokee and employs about 3,600 people in two different shifts. That's insane. You know, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, we've we've heard all too often. I mean, he- heck, I've even been a, a recent victim of you know what they call supply chain issues, mm-hmm. and and it seems like no matter where you go, whether it was the grocery store or even some gas stations, I mean, there was all, I don't think there was any really one industry that wasn't affected in some way or another by quote unquote supply chain issues. So uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, is this just kind of it is what it is the, to be expected? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. But at the same time, I mean, this is putting a lot of people out of work, uh, you know, that I likely weren't expecting it. Uh, and two, I mean, look at what it's doing for the basically the market as a whole, the automotive market as a whole, both in new and used. So, I mean, this is this is some big news going on in, in essentially how it is affecting so many different things. Yeah, there's two things that you never expect, uh, termination of an employment and the Spanish Inquisition. The Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot about that one. Old, old Monty Python reference. <laughs> really? But, <laughs> but th- this whole shutdown is affecting not just, it's individual parts and pieces. I mean, for instance, like a candle manufacturer can't get the glass shipped in from China to fill the glass, even though the candles are made in the USA. That's just one example of one product item. So yeah. imagine the pieces or you need the gears or you need little tiny sections of something to create the whole item it's just it's insane it's it's just awful so this isn't necessarily jeep related but that's never stopped me before my wife has been watching a lot of sublimation videos that you can you know do t-shirts and cups and you know she's in the arts and craft if you if you've seen the uh rat bastard uh, tags uh, you know, she's into arts and crafts. Very, very nicely done. Uh, a little tag mm-hmm. there. But anyway, she was looking at doing some sublimation, and she found that if she got the right kind of printer, then she could put the ink in it, the sublimation ink in it, and then print on uh, all kinds of things. Uh, you basically print on a piece of paper, and then use a big uh, heat heating unit to transfer that to like a T-shirt, for example. I love yeah. the idea because I, I'm thinking, hey, we can buy a bunch of cheap T-shirts from Jeep uh, from uh, Amazon and uh, hand them out as uh, a Jeep Talk Show uh, uh, oh, T-shirts, yeah. you know. So I was I was all in for that. I was trying to get a more expensive printer than what she wanted to get. Anyway, uh, Epson seems to be the best one for this. Uh, the Eco Tanks because you don't have uh, all the little uh, oh, printhead yeah. things. You just right. s- squeeze you the ink in the tank. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper. All of the Epson Epson uh, printers, almost all of them from the Epson site, are out of stock. Of course. Wow. And I think it is goes directly back to this electronic shortage that you're talking about that's affecting the Jeeps. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, like the 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 Epson fifteen thousand that we were looking at is uh, about six hundred dollar printer, which is which is pretty pricey. Uh, you can you can't find them anywhere, but you can find some on Amazon for a thousand dollars. They got a three hundred dollar markup on these things because they're so rare right now. Real. <laughs> oh wow. Yep, yep. So it's affecting a lot of people, and uh, I'm telling you what, this is a bad time to get a stimulus check when you you know you gotta 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 buy something. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think a lot of us uh, who who own older Jeepers are are actually kind of reveling a little bit because now what you know a few years ago was only a maybe a three or four thousand dollar used Jeep is is now a six thousand dollar used Jeep. Yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. You wow. should have sold that 2001 you were working on, uh, Josh. Uh, well, actually, my buddy's got—he's uh, got like three XJs right now. One of them was a rolled uh, Jeep. It was in a very nasty accident that he was just uh, had picked up for a song and a dance for some parts. Uh, pulling off a butt, he's already made like three times his money back on the dang thing, uh, and he's going to say even make more money here uh, at the end of the week when they come in and and get it, uh, bring it up on a trailer and and pay him for the scrap. So uh, wow. he's actually really, really made out like a bandit on that thing. Uh, pulled off a lot of parts. He's actually got a whole stack of parts he's going to be selling off, uh, and and several of them are already spoken for. So I mean, what turned out to be, I think what he said was a five hundred dollar investment. He's going to make over a thousand dollars on, if not more. So how many so, uh, how many cash for cash for clunkers do you think you know the ones that traded in the XJs for like three yeah. grand or something? Yeah, are kicking, are themselves, kicking themselves. themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I dang it, I hang on. Ten more years, and oh I could have sold the thing for twice as much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't don't trust the government; they'll always screw you. So, what is it like to drive and wheel the all electric Jeep Magneto? 
In episode 482, we covered the concept vehicles that Jeep brought to this year's Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah, and it was quite the selection. Not as impressive as years past, but there were some unique Jeeps nonetheless, like there always is. Now, one that seemed to be getting a lot of attention, and still is really, is the all-electric Jeep Wrangler, the Magneto. Magneto is juiced by a quartet of batteries totaling 70 kilowatt hours and running an 800 volt system. Don't try and charge your cell phone with that. Eh? The Magneto delivers up to 285 horsepower and 273 uh, pound-feet of torque. The vehicle is based on a two-door Wrangler, but this is a true, fully open-air vehicle. No top, no doors, not even hinges for doors or mounts for a top. Magneto offers a charging port that can utilize both levels, one and two sources, but not DC-fast charging. One feature that has stood out on this Jeep is the designer's choice to use a manual transmission. That's right, Magneto's got a stick. Now, according to the lucky few who got the opportunity to get behind the controls of this thing, driving it, let alone wheeling it, is a very unique experience. In broad terms, driving the Magneto is similar to any other clutch-equipped vehicle. Clutch in, choose your gear, and off you go. However, there are some unexpected nuances and a ton of extra steps that are far different than a regular stick shift driven vehicle that I guess were hard to get used to. Now, here's what they mean by that. With the Jeep Magneto, the clutch is pushed to the floor while the other foot is on the brake with the emergency brake on. Then you need to hit the run accessory button once, wait about two seconds, press it again, and now the vehicle is put into run mode. But you're not done yet. You still have more to go before the Jeep will actually run and move a single inch. And this is where Magneto gets interesting. You then need to choose a range, either two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive high, or four-wheel drive low. Then you need to go and pick what gear you want to start in. Okay, now you can let out the clutch. But what's weird there here is that there is no friction point on said clutch. Magneto drivers can let the clutch out completely with it in gear, and it won't stall. It won't stall out, buck in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it really won't move at all. The clutch is wow. only used to put the vehicle in gear and then to change the gears. There's no need to give it throttle as you let out the clutch as fast or as slow as you want to. Just depress the clutch, put it in gear, let the clutch out, and now it's in gear and ready to drive whenever the driver would like to. You apparently can have it in gear with the clutch out and it won't go anywhere until the throttle is actually depressed. And to add to that all the aforementioned steps and you can see how paying attention to just controlling the heart of this thing can distract the driver from navigating the terrain. Most of the drivers said, however, they were able to eventually shift gears on and off-road with smooth transitions once they got used to, you know, all the steps. The Magneto also has a unique sound to it. It is said to whine and whistle its way through the trails in Moab. Its electric motor is supposed to sound more like a Jetsons car, according to some, with a spirited and undulating tone instead of the mundane whir you hear out of most electric vehicles. Rock crawling with the Magneto was said to be precise, capable, and utterly dialed in. Impressive seemed to be the preferred word to describe its ease to get over obstacles. Beyond its unique powertrain hardware, the Magneto is equipped with a JPP or Jeep Performance Parts 2-inch lift kit, 35-inch Falcon Wild Peak mud terrain tires, a custom roll cage in Jeep's famous Surf Blue, Mopar rock sliders, beefy steel bumpers with a worn winch, and a steel belly pan skid plate for underbody protection. Although, having been asked repeatedly by several people out there, Jeep would not disclose other information about this one-of-a-kind electric Wrangler, like, for instance, things like charging times. 
operating time, like how long this thing will actually stay going, and the most commonly asked question, what is its range like? Oh yeah. Something tells me much of what we see from the concept magneto may come to fruition as a production magneto trim package, or perhaps a special edition Jeep like the automaker is so historically famous for. So what do you guys think about all of this and the magneto? Uh, you know, would you have uh, taken the opportunity to wheel it, and and could you see electric wheeling becoming, you know, more of a mainstream thing now that we've sort of seen what this thing can do? You know, I think if I had the opportunity to drive it, I would definitely jump in that seat just to see. Yeah, right. But I don't. You know, I'd like to know what are the charging times. How long does it take? You know, I'd already start to want to plan. You know, if I had to drive or be out all day, what if I'm on a trail that's just bogged down with so many other jeepers and i you know right. a normal trail takes me two hours but now i'm six hours in and i'm still trying to get through the darn thing looking at and your watch watching out. the voltage yeah. yes I'm <laughs> who's got a solar so. panel i'm really kind of <laughs> freaking out here guys i mean that's that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is i don't want to get stuck out there for that reason i mean if i get stuck on an obstacle that's one thing that's like honor hey i got through it right. Man, what what you know, the heck do you do there? And who do you call to come help you? You know, if uh, <laughs> if if you got stuck out on the trail and you ran out of juice, that'd be like going wheeling with a quarter tank of gas, wouldn't it? Uh, well, would it? that would be true. <laughs> and Bill, Bill has had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Bill would pay you back sevenfold. Oh, he's like, here, oh, honey, great. drive this. The voltage is fine, sweetie. Go oh, ahead, take fine. it out. I'll just Why, sit back this meter the red over here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, is there any requirements uh, for maybe personal wear or something? Like I'm thinking you need a, a metal helmet and a British accent. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a a tinfoil hat to get more. Oh, uh, there you go. Nikki G would be right at home buying the wheel You'd on this. There. No, I, now, I, I suspect that uh, electric wheeling will become a thing. And actually, it's, it's going to be very impressive uh, whenever it does. People will say, wow, this is so much nicer having all this torque available there'll be a lot of twisted drive shafts too people getting used to it but well, that's, that's 20 years it. 20 years i think it'll be 20 years oh, before we sure. see it now i mean this thing has uh what what under 300 uh, feet pound of torque so i mean it's not a real big torque monster they're actually saying the horsepower and torque are very comparable to the v6 engine that is commonly found in the in the wranglers so you know it's it's not like you know because I, I, I was expecting the same thing to see like 800 feet pound of torque coming out of this oh, thing no, that'll you know, be later available yeah. yeah that'll come later yeah right <laughs> no, when, <laughs> Wait you, when we get a better battery pack or some sort of uh, power generation unit i mean uh it, it, you have to have the a lot of electric power and a lot of amperage to, to drive these electric motors and, and once that comes 100 volt system i mean yeah. what do you use to i mean imagine hooking up with jumper cables to this thing you just have to wave it over your battery and it's good <laughs> enough okay you're good to go well you know, i mean well keep in mind you can take a transformer and stick it to a nine volt battery and get fifty thousand volts out of it it's the current oh, sure, but it's, it's the gonna, current you know, that actually is going to move the million. vehicle yeah it's gonna you're not gonna have any any you know no. grunt bump Right. But, so I, I am curious about the, the you know the kind of amperage this thing runs. They showed some pictures of the engine assembly of this. Very very interesting. It looks very futuristic. So very. Uh, if you guys have a chance to to check out any of the detailed photo shoots from the Moab uh, from the Moab Easter Jeep Safari uh, of the Magneto, I highly suggest going through it. Now, on the surface, it's not going to look like that all that much to look at. But once you start getting into this thing a little bit, it's actually quite interesting. And especially if you can start reading about it a little bit more. Uh, now that we've had some people behind it, uh, we've had some uh, uh, some uh, you know article writers out there um, that have, have experienced this and are sharing this information. More of that is going to come out. 
Uh, and I like, I, I think that what we're going to see likely is a demand for this technology. There's going to be a big buzz about it. There already is. And Easter Jeep Safari just came to a close. So um, I, there's going to be a big buzz about this thing in the coming weeks. And I think that's going to drive Jeep to do something next year as far as releasing something along the lines of this in a production form. At least, if not next year, the following year. So give it 2024 at the very earliest. Later. So I just want to also add that I would be interested in looking at it if and when they perfect the Jetsons car sound. Because that <laughs> right? would make it I, awesome. <laughs> I hope somebody out there got some video. I haven't seen any video of Magneto wheeling yet. So I kind of want to hear this thing for myself as well. Mm -hmm. I, it, just how close to a Jetsons car it sounds. Be some, that would be uh, just perfect. A little bit of nostalgia. <laughs> I got to yeah. get that sound up on a board because that would have been you perfect. Do, play, that'd be awesome. you know, when you went, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's that's not bad. That's it. <laughs> Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we want to hear what you have to say anytime. Uh, make sure you let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, and make sure you go check out the 4x4 Radio Network website. We've got something for everybody there. Uh, a ton of great shows. The 4x4 Radio Network, it's all there. The On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, Center Steer podcast, 4x4 podcast, even the Jeep Talk Show is there. And they're all adding great shows all the time. So go check it out. It's all in one place, and it's all for free. 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. I was listening. I had to go into the office today, and I bet you I've been into the office maybe 12 times in the last year. Uh, oh so, so and, really? and, and, lucky you. And I, and I, <laughs> right? Well, I work every day. I just don't. Uh, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, just don't go into the office to to, to work. Anyway, um, the uh, the but because I always listen to podcast driving, I haven't been keeping mm -hmm. up with the podcast. So today, uh, oh. the on the trail pod podcast with Kevin and Scott came up, and lo and behold, I found out that uh, uh, Scott Kevin Scott has a uh, a black gladiator. So that rat he, bastard. He's, he's got a gladiator. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Oh, and uh, Great. We're getting left behind, Josh. I can see it. Now. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you know, hell, uh, everybody has uh, one of the uh, one of the Jeeps. I just uh, I wish somebody had a TJ. Maybe Tammy will get a, a TJ uh, with all those old, old Jeeps that she's uh, uh, working on. But anyway, they, uh, I was real happy to hear that. And, they, and if you guys haven't been keeping up with the podcast, you need to go over there and listen to all the 4x4RadioNetwork.com podcast because you never know what you're going to learn. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, a number of stolen Jeeps is at an all-time high. We're going to go over a few tips that will help keep your Jeep. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, this week, I wanted to share a story of helping other Jeepers. Now, Don Alexander, Bill, and myself were busy working with staff from the Redlands Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram dealer in Redlands, California. The sales, the sales staff wants to give all their new Jeep buyers the opportunity to sign up for a class with us to explore what their Jeep can actually do, even if it's stock. Well, to do that, Don set up an opportunity to work with several staff members and take them to a training area to drive and learn what their Jeeps can do. Now, all the Jeeps that we had belonged to the staff. They were not owned by Redlands Jeep. And we got them driving hills and obstacles that looked pretty crazy to them. But for all the experienced Jeepers out there, you know that a stock Jeep is extremely capable on most trails. Now, we had five Jeeps, including a new Red Gladiator Tony and one Tacoma truck. Now, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. 
uh, we, we, we drove out on a fire road to an area we call the training grounds. Now, this area has hill climbs, downhill trails, some off-camber spots, narrow passages between bushes, tight turns, and areas to really flex your way through. I love how the look on their faces when we first arrived was, no way we can do that, and then to see the sheer joy on their faces after they drove the course. It's priceless. Now, I love when I get to help newbies, and yes, some of these drivers had never been on a fire road, let alone off-road. So we got the chance to help teach about trail conservation, staying on the trail, wheel spin, picking a line, spotting, and basically how to drive your Jeep through obstacles. Now, once we got a feel for their level of ability and or comfort, we drove to a mild Black Diamond Trail. Now, this isn't rock crawling since most of these Jeeps were barely lifted and the Gladiator had side steps. Not the kind that retract, by the way, but protrude. I was trying my best to rip those things off for the driver. He was planning to upgrade anyway, <laughs> but it didn't happen. My good spotting him through, he only barely scraped the underside. Anyway, this mild trail has some great opportunities for the drivers to get out and look at the line from the driver's point of view. And then I have them walk down the trail a bit and look back up to the Jeep and see if they can see the line they need to drive. It's really a good process when learning to drive and picking your line, and we get a chance to explain what they need to be looking for. I've always said when you're new, or even if you're experienced, get out and look at the obstacle. It gives you a great perspective. Again, the look on their faces when seeing these obstacles for the first time was great. But after going through the trail, we turned around and ran it in the opposite direction. It's amazing how the trail looks so different when you reverse what you just came down. All in all, it was a huge success. Drivers excited to trailblaze some more. Drivers who learned what they could do and how they how to do it correctly. Now, most of these guys have plans to upgrade with bigger tires, lifts, etc. And we also got a chance to help with suggestions with budget-friendly ideas and to help them explain how they could help new buyers at the dealership on what it really takes to upgrade. Of course, I got to hand out our, our, our Jeep Talk Show stickers and told them that this was a great resource for learning. Now, I'm giving a shout out to some new listeners and everyone at the Redlands Jeep Dealer. Next week, we are taking out the remaining staff for the same training. Helping to mentor newbies and training new drivers and new Jeep owners to get some outdoor off-road experience with our class ensures that the Jeeping tradition continues. So are there opportunities for you to mentor others? You bet there are. Perhaps connecting with the dealership like Tony's doing with his Gladiator purchase, or maybe offering some training for newbies. It's a great way to give back or just contribute to mentoring newbies. If you are doing something like this, let us know and you can check out our latest video at Jeep 414-1-1 for the visuals on what that day looked like. So guys, I know Josh, you've mentored a lot and I believe Tammy has as well. And Tony, you mentor through the show. So what do you guys like the most about mentoring? Oh, <laughs> Boy, I gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I, I, remember, I remember. Um, you know, I've been wheeling for for several years, and uh, uh, I was I was just hooked up with a Jeep club, and uh, I was on a run with with a couple few people, and uh, and there was a new Jeeper. I mean, he was barely out of high school, um, had a POS XJ uh, that he had just kind of pieced together. I don't even think he had off-road tires on it, to be honest. But he was out there, and and it was sort of you know when you're when you're with the group, um, you you give the option to okay, we either we do the lowest common denominator trail here to whatever this Jeep is capable of, or you know we go on you know whatever we're going to do, and the most incapable Jeep is just going to have to take the bypasses or or whatever. 
Um, right. and, and so he agreed to, well, if you know, it comes to something that I can't do, I will just go ahead and bypass. Um, and so he kept up for the majority of the day and took every bit of instruction that we gave him like, like a sponge, like a sponge, uh, and, and just yep. to see the progression uh, of so this nice. kid's ability to, to, to drive. I mean, cause at first there was, you know, white knuckles and eyeball, you know, the eyes. And it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, you, you could tell that he was genuinely worried and scared. And as the day yes. went on, the confidence built and you saw all of that completely go away. And, and to see that happen, to see that progression, to see that change in somebody, to go from, I don't think I can do this, or holy shit, to, oh, I've got this, I can do this, <laughs> yes. is amazing. And, and to know that you were a part of that, and, and to have helped that transformation along, is so incredibly rewarding. Uh, it's it just, I, I don't know. And especially when it's in like a family environment and you're, you're among, amongst good people, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, like-minded individuals, you're all out there to have fun, to enjoy the outdoors and to, you know, get your Jeeps dirty and stuff like that. And somebody's out there for the first time. And it's just, oh man, it is, it is like something else. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I highly encourage you if you are not a member of a local Jeep club to please seek a couple out and and interact with them find out you know because there's likely going to be two or three in your area if not more uh and some of them are not going to be for you some of them are going to be a little bit more party oriented some of them are going to be a little more you know rock crawler oriented some of them are going to be very family oriented and and you have to you know pick which one is going to be right for you but i i i can't encourage this enough uh, and I can't tell you enough just how rewarding it's going to be to be a part of a Jeep club and, and to see these kinds of transformations go on, go on uh, on these kinds of runs that you can be a part of. Yeah, there's something about their facial expressions when, you know, it's guys. They're not going to admit, hey, I'm a little bit nervous or scared to do that. But these guys were troopers and you could tell they were nervous, but they just trusted us. And then pretty soon it was like, I've got it. I now know what I need to be looking for. I can't wait to go out again. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Josh, it's so amazing to see their transformation within a day of that confidence that they build that this is a basic stock Jeep and it did all these things. I mean, it's it's crazy. So yeah. how about you, Tony? Any any comments? So, so you're right. I mean, the the mentoring on the show, but the, actually the one where I get the feedback the, is from uh, like Facebook when somebody will post a question and mm-hmm. it, it usually has to do with uh, the Cherokee, the XJ, because I've, I've had one for 23 years and I think I've done everything on it. <laughs> that you can do uh, mm-hmm. short of uh, changing out the axles. Um, but uh, the, just uh, just today, somebody uh, posted this one, and this will sound familiar to you, Josh. Uh, my uh, my 2001 Cherokee has a, uh, a knocking. It's in the low end, and mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about it. And uh, so I posted, I, was, I think I was the first one to reply to him, and I said, yep, it's very common uh, with the 4.0 for the bolts to come loose on the between the torque converter and the flex plate. Uh, it, you may even find uh, when you recheck them that uh, one or two has, has fallen off. Uh, in fact, your Jeep may be moving just on one bolt being connected to the, <laughs> to the torque converter. So he was very excited uh, to hear that it might not be a, a, a rod knocking or a, a main bearing knocking. And mm. uh, he goes, but he asked, he goes, I have no idea how I would check those, those uh, nuts and those bolts. So I went over to uh, YouTube and found one of the many videos that are out there that show you how to do this. 
and uh, posted it up there in Facebook for him to see. And he was just, he was ex- very excited. You could see it in his words that he was yeah. just very excited that it, there's a possibility that his beloved 2001 XJ may not have a serious problem after all. And it's very easy to get to and very easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony, mm-hmm. I think you bring up a good point too, that the mentoring, you know, I always talk about driving and being out in the trails, but you make a really good point about, and you know, both you and Josh are so knowledgeable about the inner workings and how the equipment works or fails or whatever happens. And that is also a form of mentoring. So I, I think it's just something that we do when we're Jeepers as we help others when they have questions. Yep. It seems to be a part of the the Jeep brethren, if you will, the Jeep familyhood to just mm-hmm. help. I, I don't know. It, it just, I, you don't find it in, in, uh, in other wheeling groups, the, this, this camaraderie and, and willingness to go above and beyond and out of your way to help a complete stranger. It's just amazing. Well, so. we, we've all been there and we, we know that fear and that uh, gnashing <laughs> of teeth, if you will, like, oh my God, the, the damn main bearings are going out. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And, <laughs> oh, it's a loose nut. Oh, son of a bitch. And then you're really, <laughs> yay, it's not, uh, I wasn't, that wasn't that scared. I knew it was going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> and you're like, where's that 10 millimeter again? Damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, for more information, check out our YouTube channel on Jeep 4-1-1 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now. And I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit calling all rat bastards which you know was a derogatory term but it's turned out that people kind of like being rat bastards <laughs> well that backfire on me so uh if you don't already know you're a rat bastard if you're listening to the jeep talk show for free yes that's right that's the way podcasts are right well maybe not so often as if you've done it for 10 years you want to get some money out of it and that's what we're doing of course uh, we're uh, using that money to do things to make the show better for you, uh, like going places and doing things uh, and uh, going out to eat occasionally. Oh, that, no, I'm sorry. That, that part shouldn't go out on this show. Uh, <laughs> so go over to JeepTalkShow.com. You'll see over there in the upper uh, uh, right-hand corner. Uh, I'm not sure where it'll be on your mobile phone, but it's there. Uh, and you can see how you can be a, uh, what is it, a, tw- a 29 or $25 subscriber, a $39.95 subscriber, or, uh, man, a $100 subscriber. And I just threw that on there because I figured, you know, there was some rich uh, Saudi, and, uh, Saudi Arabian prince or something might fall on the site and go, yeah, I give him $100. But no, we've been getting $100 uh, uh, paid subscribers, and we really appreciate that. So keep tuned, and uh, we're actually working on some things that uh, are going to be included in the $39.95 and the $100 uh, paid subscribers, uh, like maybe T-shirts, maybe hats. Uh, Of course, we're already doing the uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, No Longer a Rat Bastard Honor Badge. Looks just like uh, the... uh, uh, the honor badges that you see out there by that name, that company whose name will uh, stay anonymous. So <laughs> become a paid subscriber today. 
Hey, and Tony, there's somebody listening to us right now from El Salvador, Central America. Can you believe that? We're just, we're going global. It's it's like we're on the internet and it's worldwide. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. I tell people uh, whenever they get kind of interested about uh, knowing more about the show, the business owners, but they're local business owners. And I tell them, I say, you know, locally, we've got a few hundred uh, listeners, but uh, really, our audience is worldwide, and uh, it really is, and it's kind of a cool thing to be able to say. The internet's mm-hmm. just amazing. All right, it is gladiator update time. Did I did I miss anything? No, I didn't skip anything this time. It's gladiator update time, and uh, you know, it's only been about a week and a half since I ordered my 2021 Jeep Gladiator is from that all? South Seems like we're it's, talking about it's, it for months. I looked yeah, at it on it the calendar. Like a, a week and a half, man. It seems like three weeks at least. Are you well, sure? Well, this is kind of familiar territory, you know, waiting for your Atlas. <laughs> I can only imagine the phone calls the dealership has been getting. Oh, my God. The Atlas. Yeah, that was a tough <laughs> wait. But uh, I guess it, I guess that Atlas probably took as long as getting a, a whole new Jeep will, will cost. Uh, and there be uh, the price will be about the same, too. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's only been about a week and a half. And a uh, friend of the show, Dr. Moab, ordered his Rubicon Gladiator diesel, I think it is. And oh, nice. at the beginning of March, and he received an email today telling him that both his build sheet and sticker were found. It was in the gutter, but, you know, it's, <laughs> at least they're fine. <laughs> it, you know, it, back trash. it may have been bad timing that it happened on April 1st, as uh, no one believes his Facebook post. <laughs> he, I was uh, just going to say, it's probably April Fool's. Uh-huh. He doesn't have it. <laughs> uh, so Suckers. He actually, I'll believe it. Apparently, you actually get the, the, the see the sticker that's going to be in the window uh, as a part of this service that uh, that I'm talking about here. And he actually posted his the, the window sticker up uh, electronically uh, in the post. And he is paying $65,000 for this Rubicon. And I'm almost certain that makes it a diesel. Uh, but the, uh, the service that I'm, that I'm talking about here didn't list his engine. Uh, it listed as unknown. So I took it upon myself, being it was April Fool's Day, to go in and uh, 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 make a little uh, photo, photo chop and put in their Jeep 4.0 L- liter oh, yeah. <laughs> straight six. <laughs> <laughs> he's also an xj owner he's also a long-term long-time xj owner so <laughs> anyway um so what amazed me was later that day i received an email as well but mine only has a build sheet so far so now you might be asking where are you getting this email from your salesperson the dealership nope from a site called cryptostickers.net it does not. Well, that doesn't sound sketchy it does, at all. No, it doesn't require. All. It doesn't require that you buy any Bitcoin. You got to be kidding I was me! Wondering. Let me open that email and see what comes up. <laughs> so, if you've ordered a new Jeep, wait until you get a VIN. It took. It took about a week, I think. Uh, no, I didn't think it was a whole week before I got a VIN number for my salesperson. And then you can head over to CryptoStickers.net, click on Track New, then put in your VIN. You'll then pick a, a nickname, put in your email address uh, so you can receive the status updates. And then, uh, <laughs> then of course, you return to the site about 12 times to, uh, twelve times uh-huh. a day to see oh, if anything's changed. Is and, it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? <laughs> yeah. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So uh, I will tell you this, that uh, it, it updates once a day. It's usually pretty early in the morning when it updates. So, you know, when you roll out of bed, you can uh, check the status and uh, the uh, it'll it'll tell you when it was last updated, which is usually that day that uh, that you're that you're checking. 
So uh, this afternoon, I received an email. Uh, the uh, The show host uh, can see this in our show notes. We'll have it in uh, in the show notes for you to see after the the, the, the this episode is published. And uh, it has clickable links for the build sheet and the sticker. And I'll of course, done. I clicked the 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 found next to my build sheet and uh, shared the first page. I think it was one page of five that uh, was in that build sheet. I just showed you guys wow. a little bit of it in uh, Google Hangouts earlier. So, uh, yeah, I had to quickly go through there and make sure the, the Max Toe package was on it, make sure it said 410 gears, uh, you know, all the stuff that was uh, critically important. What was the part that you said, Josh, that was, I, I, well, I was baby say, head I restraint saw, or saw something? Several, several line items that I thought that, you know, you could certainly do without, like a, a car seat mount, you know, that I'm sure that was, you know, extra. Uh, you know, there, there was something in there as far as outboard seating head restraints. What? Now, exactly... How are they restraining my head if I'm sitting in the bed of the truck? I don't know. This just seemed a little <laughs> bit weird and odd, and it certainly didn't sound very pleasant to but go through. Josh, like, get head in, sit down, shut up. Well, I, uh, I think out. I think they list it as an eight-passenger vehicle uh, with head, <laughs> head restraints. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, folks. It's going to be fun. Yep. <laughs> there's not that many seatbelts though so uh yeah no I, I don't know there's there's a few in there that i just were, were thought were questionable and and I, i'm sure that if we're added up you know the, you might be able to save yourself a couple grand but uh i don't know yeah there's there was a lot of weird things in there frankly nothing uh several things that i saw in there that i don't even remember seeing so yeah it's going to be very interesting getting the uh, getting the gladiator and seeing all the little subtle nuances that are uh, available uh, that you were that charged I'm, that I was charged yeah. for. Well, no. yeah, there you no go. Make sure they're they there. Are. I'm gonna make sure they're there. Then that's what I'm gonna do. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. But it is a. It's an amazing list of things. And uh, I, I mean, I, I got my uh, Cherokee brand new. It was a top of the line uh, Cherokee. It only had one option missing. I call it the the Tom Hanks uh, 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 top window, the uh, the moonroof or sunroof uh, that uh, was on there. Uh, and uh, this this gladiator stuff on there that I never would have even thought of having. So it's gonna, also going to be nice having a, a truck bed uh, for a change. I miss I miss having a truck. And uh, even though this won't be a full size truck, it'll be trucky. It'll mean uh, it'll be kind of nice having that on there. And oh, yeah, by the I way, I, yeah. And by the way, Wendy, I saw a video with a, a stock gladiator on the John Bull. And it made me, oh, wow. it made me very uh, excited about maybe I don't have to have this thing all built up before, wait, 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 before wait. I drive. Uh, yes, but what part of John Bull? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, it was They're the right. it was the trail leading up to the. Uh, no, I don't know. Well, to the gatekeeper. I'll find it. Mean, I'll find it and send that to you. Send maybe it we'll, to me. Yeah, we'll I include it. In we'll include it in the show notes I'm so like, you guys no can see too. No way. No way. Not a stock. There's no way. I'd well, be shocked. We'll see. Maybe it was a bypass they were on. I don't know. It looked pretty gnarly. <laughs> you know, I you, you mentioned the word stunning earlier. I I, I I can't hear that word and not think of an old joke that my grandfather told me like 20-some-odd years ago. Uh, and it was, what's the difference between a Rockette line and the Barnum & Bailey Circus? And the, the punchline was, uh, one is a cunning array of stunts. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. I've heard that one before. I think Nikki G told me. <laughs> Don't worry, Nikki G. Your jokes are safe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, keep tuned. We'll be talking more about the Jeep Gladiator. And uh, if you uh, if you are around to watch the video, you can see Josh getting a little more jealous every week. So you got you got to tune into the live broadcast for that one. 
turning a darker shade of green every day. Well, Josh, you've got to get a Jeep, uh, uh, not a Jeep truck, a, a JL. Uh, then we'll have the uh, the cornucopia oh. of all the uh, the Jeeps here on the show, represented on the show. Well, and just to add to it, I heard Paul from Nexon Tire is also looking at getting a Gladiator. What was it? That, that's right. He didn't have one. I was thinking he had a Gladiator. He got, no, he uh, has a he has a, a JK like ours, JKU. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he needs to get the uh, the the newer models. I think he's really going to enjoy uh, seeing that. And uh, mm-hmm. speaking of Paul, I need to to give him a call because I'm hoping to get some uh, Nexon 35s uh, for my Gladiator and uh, give those a try. Hopefully, before I can uh, before I come out to uh, uh, your neck of the woods, Wendy, uh, so yep. I can have some nice. Uh, 35s on there. Oh, by the way, you can t- put a 35-inch tire in the spare tire holder under the bed of Ooh. the Gladiator. I didn't know that before. I did not know that. And, and not deflated, fully inflated. Uh, and that's amazing to me uh, that you can put something that size. So Jeep really was thinking thinking this thing through. Yeah. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And they might remember back in uh, episode 450, you had Dave from Tavern Customs on the show. And uh, I gotta say, I bought several things from him. And my most recent purchase is uh, he offers Jeep XJ shackle relocation brackets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta tell you, there, I just installed them on my Jeep and they're top notch quality. So if you need some shackle relocation brackets, uh, check out Dave at Taboo Customs. And he did not pay me to say that. I was just going to say. I am so happy you decided to order a Jeep Gladiator. But I get the feeling this is going to be about the time you bought your Atlas transfer case where you're going to be uh, calling them every day. Where's my Gladiator? Where's my Gladiator? Where's my Gladiator? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you today I... I really didn't have time to come up with a joke. I just spent the whole week reminiscing about the herb garden I had when I was a child. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, I thought. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. It you took, a good one. Bye. It takes a few seconds. I, I thought he was going a different direction with it's that. Gonna, he, he's yeah. the zag. He's got to sink in. Wait a minute herb time oh i get it you know i was waiting for a flush because i was sure nikki g was recording this in the bathroom seriously uh yeah it's like wow now the the most quiet room in the house is apparently the bathroom sometimes so Mm -hmm. would you get out of there i gotta go well you know when inspiration (laughs) strikes uh, even when you're on the throne so that's right gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) guess who hey it's jeep mama hi guys um, haven't gotten my computer back. It's in the mail. I got somebody to fix it. And um, hopefully I'll be back up and running. Um, it's been crazy busy. Our grand opening is Saturday, next Saturday, and I've been running around doing stuff for that. And, you know, of course, working in the shop and ma- matching Jeeps to Jeep people. Um, just sold a CJ7 to a Jeep girl. We're taking a DJ3A to a guy down in New Mexico. It's fun matching all these people up. Um, oh, right. And then I was going around, you know, looking for giveaways for our, our grand opening, and I was at the local Jeep dealer here, and I said, hey, if you want to bring uh, your Jeeps, your new Jeeps, to um, show off the new Gladiators, hey, you can park them here for our grand opening. And 
the owner of the, the Jeep dealer here locally said, he doesn't have any inventory. Um, oh, jeez. I thought my phone ended, but it didn't. Anyway, so they don't have any inventory here at the Jeep dealer. And I'm like, why? And he said, there is a shortage of these supercomputer chips. And so car manufacturers all over the country are not having the inventory they used to have because of a super chip computer shortage, which mm -hmm. I found kind of weird. But it's not only that, it's laptops and phones. But anyway, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on what's happening in my Jeep life. Um, I'm also on an, another podcast. We were interviewed. Um, I'll have those links on my Facebook page if someone wants to go check that out. Um, it's a local town podcast here, and um, Neil and I shared our story. But hopefully once I get my computer back, I can get back up and running and sending you guys my Jeep life. So you guys have a great show, and I'll be listening to you on Friday when it airs. Bye. I just got a uh, an email update from uh, the uh, the Jeep dealer. He said, don't worry about the super chip shortage. Uh, they're giving priority to red Jeeps. So, oh. I, so I got God. that. It's not. It's not super chip. Not super computer. It's semiconductor. <laughs> Those are the chips that go into computer. I like the way she said. Wait, I was thinking Lay's potato chips. Is that not what I'm you're talking thinking? About? I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like super computer jeeps. I was like, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking war games. I'm thinking you stuff. walk up. You know, the, the the gladiator is a a zero key entry system. So you walk up to the gladiator and you you know you just walk up and it, it and you press a button on the door and it it opens. It so okay. I'm looking forward to these super chips where I go, you know, press the button and I say, nothing happens. I go, Hal, open the pod bay doors. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give, feel like it today, give, Dave. Give us a kiss first. <laughs> yeah. There, there's an entire segment of our audience right now who has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. He's completely lost them. There's a, a, a bigger segment of our audience I that is his laughing. His name was Tony, not Dave. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and and why is the computer speaking to him? I don't understand. Yeah, we're finally getting there. It's uh, that was 2001 Space Odyssey, and it only took the you know an extra 20 years, 20 before years, we get, two decades <laughs> to get to where we have talking computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they hit that one on the, that nail on the head. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I think, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, each and every week, I spend hours combing the web to find relevant stories to cover for this week in Jeep and other segments here on the show. And over the last couple of years, I've been seeing a marked and dramatic increase in the number of stories involving a stolen Jeep. So I thought it might be good to cover some security tips, as this is the time of year that projects come out of the garage, the tops start to come off, and, and we are generally getting ready for this year's Jeeping season. Now, I'm planning on making this a two-part segment, where on this episode, we're going to go over the no-brainer, super obvious stuff first, the real easy things that we should all be doing that can help us keep the Jeep. Then, in the next episode, we're going to get into some more advanced stuff that may require certain skill sets or taking the Jeep to a professional. Now, typically, Jeeps are stolen for one of two reasons, either for their parts or for a joyride. Now, you're not dealing with professional car thieves most of the time when we're talking about your average stolen Jeep. Those are the kinds of career criminals who seek out vehicles whose parts come at a premium and can be easily dismantled by chop shops, or they're after more high-performance or high-end vehicles. 
Okay, so maybe you Grand Cherokee SRT guys might need to watch out a little harder, but for the rest of us Jeepers, we're dealing with drug addicts, the homeless, or opportunists who are just looking to get a quick ride somewhere or a stereo to jack. Regardless of the type of scumbag stealing your Jeep, you can count on one thing that is the same with all of them. They're not going to respect your Jeep like you do. If you've ever had a car stolen, as many times as I have had, <laughs> you, know that, you know that a stolen vehicle rarely is returned to the owner in the condition that it was when it, was, when it left their possession. Okay, I, I've broken this whole thing down into, into the top 10 things that will come as common sense to most of us, but missing even one of these, even by accident, can leave you coming out to an empty driveway or parking spot. All right, number one, keep your Jeep locked at all times, even while driving. Now, this is one thing that will get you every time, even if it's sometimes if you just plain and simply forget to lock the Jeep, that's all it will take. Number two, when parked, never leave your keys in the Jeep. If you're going to go topless or door, it's even more important to take those keys with you when you get out, no matter how close you're going to be or how long you're going to be gone. Number three, never leave your Jeep running and unattended. Having the Jeep warmed up or cooled off before getting in is super nice, but so is the temptation for a thief when they see a rig running and nobody in it. Number four, avoid leaving valuables inside your Jeep where they can be seen. Now, here's a saying that will help you remember this one, out of sight, out of mind. You can't steal what you can't see. Number five, don't leave your vehicle title in the Jeep. Now, I know this is one of those... Uh, items, but too oh often a car God. thief is pulled over and gets away from the police because he or she can produce a fake bill of sale and a forged signature on a title. Installing a, Number six, installing an anti-theft system in your Jeep, even if it doesn't have one. Now, thieves are reluctant to steal vehicles if they have to disable an alarm or know that a vehicle can be re recovered quickly. Many insurers even offer discounts on premiums for different types of anti-theft systems, too. So, be sure to talk with your insurance company to see what sort of things will qualify for the kind of policy that you have. Number seven, do not park in the dark. Thieves prefer to work in the dark, so be particularly cautious at night about where you park your Jeep. Park it in a well-lit area if at all possible and avoid dark alleys or unlit driveways. Out on the street under a light is always better than in the driveway or on the side of the house and in the dark. Number eight, be aware of your surroundings. Look around, especially in garages, parking lots, and gas stations. All it takes is a moment of your attention to wander away from Persec, that's personal security, for a thief to take advantage of the opening. Number nine, turn the wheels and lock the steering wheel. Especially if you are forced to park on an incline. Leave your Jeep in park or in gear if it's a manual with the wheels turned and the steering wheel locked towards the curb or at least towards some other obstruction like a tree or a building. This makes it harder for thieves to tow your Jeep away. Number 10. Just give it to them. Now, I know this is counterintuitive and this one is really only going to apply to certain areas in certain demographics, certain parts of the country and, well, certain neighborhoods. And it's going to be the most rare situation for most of us to ever find ourselves in. But if in the event you are ever confronted by an armed carjacker, do not resist. Even if you are carrying, regardless of the time spent building it, the money spent on it and the sentimental attachment to it, remember this above all else. The Jeep can be replaced, but you can't. On the next episode, we're going to go look at both passive and active systems, from things like a steering wheel lock to full-on high-end onboard security systems with a whole suite of technology behind them, all aimed at helping you keep the Jeep. And I'll mention that uh, if you are carrying, this is a, a really good uh, reason to conceal carry. 
I know I know a lot of you go, oh, I can open carry. I'm open carry, and I want people to see my stuff. I'm I'm against that because it does scare some people, uh, and uh, it also too gives away your advantage. And there is an advantage that if you're carjacked uh, and they don't see that you're carrying and you drive away or they drive away, well, you could stop them from driving away. Uh, you may have a big cleaning bill on you on your hand, but uh, it's really up mm. to you. It also depends on the state you're in. <clears throat> oh, very true. Or uh, utilizing that. I'm I'm in Texas. Piece, that piece of so. it. Yeah, I realize Texas is no problem. California would be a slightly different. Just uh, I don't know. You you need to get them to come back and start driving towards you. Then well, you can do is, it. <laughs> this is really this is really good advice, Josh. And it's funny, I was not thinking about turning the wheels and locking the steering wheel. I've done this. Uh, I mean, if certainly on an incline or something where you know you have to to keep the if the jeep for some reason was to roll, you want it to roll into the mm-hmm. actual curb. But mm-hmm. just doing it from a safety standpoint and making right. it more difficult. What a perfect suggestion! It's not that hard to do. Well, you know the tow- any any yeah any park parking lot or anything. You know the tow trucks will carry those little dollies. So they'll, right. they'll just put it up on a dolly, but it takes some time to do that. It takes time. Mm-hmm. So the more things that you're putting in the way of them driving off with your Jeep, the more likelihood that they're either going to go to the next vehicle or that you have a chance of catching them or somebody else catching them in the act. <laughs> and there's some people that uh, will, uh, when the steering wheel is locked, they won't know how to get it unlocked. Because well, my daughter had uh, had me to, uh, come out there the other day because it was already it was all uh, it tweaked stuck. over and it was stuck. She couldn't turn the we- the 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 key, you know. So oh, no. yeah, oh, it's so broken. She, she it's new. It's new to her, so she had to learn. But I'm sure there's some people right. out there if they can't drive standard, you know, there's no there's no guarantee uh, they know about the locking no steering wheel. There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anytime I would park in a handicapped parking spot or uh, one of those things for small vehicles, I always mm-hmm. turn the wheels all the way to make it tough on the uh the tow truck driver yeah there you go nobody's gonna give me a hard time for parking and handicap right <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't paying attention <laughs> i'm done well, i figured you got a placard by now i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> well like i said this is going to be a multi-part uh, segment so but if you do have anything to add make sure you uh you let us know maybe you have a question for tech talk and uh you know you have a topic you'd like for us to cover just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can send us a message. Who knows? The next uh, show, well, after this next one, we might be working on your topic. Hey, this is Don Sumner. I was just listening to your guys' podcast. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, this is Casey. Hi, this is Ray Buchanan from Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, hello, this is Dave in Oregon. I would use the bolt locks on my 98 Jeep Wrangler. 2017 Wrangler... Two thousand eight JKU uh, Wrangler JKU Sierra. Uh, even if I don't win, you guys still have a great show. So uh, I, like- uh, I'll leave that bolt lock uh, little thing there because uh, uh, we are going to be uh, putting something from bolt lock on the new Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Oh hey, good company and good product. So I'm uh, looking forward to that and hearing what that's all about. Yep. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. On this week's interview, we have the only man in the world to have survived driving his Jeep over Niagara Falls. 
No, up next. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's, it is April Fool's as we are recording this episode. Uh, so I figured I'd go ahead and tease you guys a little bit uh, with a little something there. But look, I know the interviews that the Jeep Talk Show is famous for were few and far between since the pandemic has begun. But rest assured, as things open back up and the wheeling season gets underway and we generally get back to a degree of normalcy, we will be bringing to you uh, those world famous interviews that you love so much. We're actually working on filling dates as we speak, but in the meantime, we want to hear from you. Yes, you, average Jeeper guy, and yes, you too over there, Miss Jeep Chick. You can go through all of that trouble to make sure that your Jeep is your own, but you can't call the show? Come on. So what we need you to do is think of an idea for a guest and let us know. Don't assume that we've already thought of it. We've actually had some great suggestions come in just over the last couple of weeks that we've never would have thought of ourselves. So go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and find the phone number or find the email address to send us a message to. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your ideas. Is the 1999 Corolla joke getting old yet? <laughs> well, it's still here at the, at the fireside chat, so apparently no. Uh, I don't know if you saw that picture I had up uh, yeah, before the TikTok segment. That was yeah. perfect. <laughs> Josh is talking about the show Damn. notes. He, uh, he put up a, 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 a picture in the show notes. We'll uh, have to include that into the show notes for this episode. Another so, reason uh, why you should go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, check out the, uh, the website. Yep, yeah, yeah, all kinds of inside information there. Well, uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, we kind of pull up around the campfire and uh, and you know just kind of chat about a, a relative topic, uh, any sort of random topic that we come up with over the week, and and it's different each and every week. And uh, and th- and this is where we have uh, actual listeners from around the world, around the nation, come around the campfire and join us to talk about whatever the topic is for the week. And you can too. If this is your first time listening to the Jeep Talk Show, you too can be around the campfire side chat talking with us, talking with other listeners about whatever topic we come up with. And we're going to let you know just how you can do that here in just a little bit. For now though, we're going to talk about Oh, you know, it's the kind of things you don't want to do to your Jeep. Maybe it's rotating the tires or changing the oil even. Maybe it's something as simple as giving it a bath. What's the one thing that you hate doing to your Jeep, but you kind of have to do it anyways? So uh, we're going to go, we're going to talk with our listeners. We've got uh, a good five or six listeners here around the campfire that we're going to go to as well. And uh, we're going to get right into this. So Chip with uh, Jeep.Fun.Offroad, I like that one. Uh, What do you have to say about what you do? have to do to your jeep but don't really like doing right you're catching me flat-footed on that one like first thing that comes to mind is is swapping out tops <laughs> and, and oh. even you know removing oh. the doors just i i love to go topless and and i like to you know run my jeep naked but sometimes it's a pain in the butt and especially if it's a cool day and you're trying to get the top back up and just fighting that i guess that's oh yeah that's the first thing that comes to mind shrinkage Drinkage. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's nothing worse than trying to manhandle a cold top or a, a top, a soft top on a cold day. Uh, they are not going to cooperate. That's a good one, Chip. I think anybody uh, would be on board with, with hating to do that. Uh, Greg, uh, what, what would you, what is one thing that, uh, that you don't like doing but you have to do to the Jeep? I, yeah, um, well, I don't know. I, I guess um, I, don't, I like turning wrenches, so there's nothing really I don't. I, that I dislike doing to the Jeep. Wow, this is this is interesting. I, there's always something I would think. 
Well, I mean, I'm sure you don't like uh, forking out cash to put gas in the tank. Uh, that's oh, probably yeah. something you don't like doing, but you have to do it, you know. Uh, probably, well, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Gas prices have gone up a little bit, so yeah, I guess uh, going to the pump, but that's with any vehicle, though. Sure, sure. <laughs> now, I mean, that, that is one thing that, that those of us who are mechanically, technically inclined, who have a decent selection of tools and stuff, and the means and the space to work on our Jeeps, you know, we like to do it. We like to tinker. We like to wrench. It's not really, you know, that big of a deal to us. Uh, and so we, we, you know, having to do something like a gasket swap or, or something like that, uh, so some kind of big maintenance item, not that really big of a deal for us. Uh, whereas somebody else, uh, maybe in an apartment with hardly any tools, uh, would look at as a, an absolute uh, day in hell. So uh, what about uh, Christopher? Uh, Christopher, uh, what, what would you have to say about uh, what you don't like to do the Jeep, but you have to do? Uh, after wheeling trips, getting all the caked off mud. Underneath, right? Yeah, that's a that's a six month job. Get it off as soon as possible, but (laughs) getting it off is just a it's just a hassle. Yeah. Now, now all of us are all in different parts of the different corners of the U.S. Christopher, um, where whereabouts in the U.S. are you at? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it's so, pretty red clayish up here. Yeah, I was going to say Oklahoma is known for that red clay, and up here in Oregon, we have our own kind of version of that clay that I call snotty peanut butter. Um, and and it's it's a little bit different than that than than that than the clay out uh, out in your neck of the woods. Uh, but man, it, it, anywhere you go, the the dirt is different, and and the I'll mud. Say, is, yeah, mud I'll is say too is any time that you're doing off roading and you get mud. Always try to find somewhere to get the wheel, the wheel bearings and the brakes clean as soon as possible. Yeah, right. I, I, I've got there. I've got fake bead locks on on my Jeep, and uh, and, and those you know it's a, it's a, a good sized offset. So there's there's a decent amount of rim um, that mud can get caked up in. And and I, I I've, there's been times where I've coming down from a run and you know I hit the I hit the highway. And it's either snow or mud is caked in there. And oh my God, it feels like I'm driving on square tires. And, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well, balance. <laughs> that's no fun. Yeah, because yeah, you, got, you got that clay kind of shoved up into a corner of the wheel. And yeah. it, oh boy, that, and that stuff is dense and it will really throw off the balance. That's a good Very one, much. man. That's a good one. They need a uh, bidet for, uh, for wheels. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you roll into the car wash and they and they say no trucks, no There's jeeps. Stuff. You, you already know. Yeah, sprayed underneath. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so soothing, nice and warm. <laughs> All right, Larry Holmes, Jeep and Mo with us. He's in the house here. Uh, Larry, what you got to say about what you uh, have to do the Jeep but don't like to do? Well, we got a Jeep dog that goes ever everywhere with us. And quite frankly, it's a slob. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun, though, isn't it? <laughs> Oh yeah, we we keep the, we keep the back area covered for forum, but it's a wreck. Anytime you got to try to if you want to take anybody anywhere, that whole back area's got to be stripped and cleaned. It's bad. <laughs> Get the dog hair yeah. off. It's almost impossible. Oh, I thought he was talking about a child. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch it. He's a hundred. 120 pounds so he's bigger than a child yeah uh, holy cow uh, 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 yeah like a two or three year old yeah. is what i always hear dogs are kind of like having a two or three year old child so he eats and drinks back there when we're on we're out on the trip somewhere so it, well, it's, it's a wreck as long as he's not making piles back there you're probably all right <laughs> no we draw the line at that yeah. he's walking yeah. he's, he's doing that back there do you have uh, a cover for the seats where you you put down uh, this uh uh 
I, I forget what they're called, but basically like dog mats to keep all the so the dog's not on the uh, the cloth or the leather. Yeah, he's got a seat cover for it, but we got to wash it every other week. I mean, it's it's it gets bad. Yeah, I'm sure. And it, he goes everywhere with us. If you don't good. mind me asking, what 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 kind of breed is he? Black Lab. I was going to oh, okay. say that uh, that weight, I would have guessed a lab. So I was thinking German Shepherd for some reason. So, but the no labs are great. Like eighty pounds. German Shepherd, eighty pounds. Really? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's oh yeah, they are kind of lean. He's a big boy. <laughs> All right, Mike Zen. Uh, what what would you have to say about something that you don't like doing to the Jeep, but you kind of have to? Well, I was going to say the gas. I, I hate filling up the gas every other day since it is my daily. <laughs> every uh, other day. Oh, that sucks, That's because it's his daily driver. Yeah, I've been there, man. I've been there. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. It's like, you know, so far I've been having a, uh, a lot of fun with it. Um, I guess the other thing would probably be using the acronym, you know, just empty, empty every pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mike, would you, would you share with us how long you've owned your Jeep? Uh, I'm going for, let's see, it's going for three years. Okay. About three years, All yeah. right. Oh, you're just getting it broken. And just, it, just getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, and, and owning it, you know, it's like in those uh, short amount of time, I think in the second year of owning it, I I, t- uh, I went on the Rubicon Trail, so that was a big achievement. Oh, wow, man. That is awesome. Congratulations, man. What, uh, have you, have you uh, ever since or before that been on anything like that? No. No, that was actually my first gnarly uh, adventure. Uh, now we've got some we've got some black diamond trails out here in Oregon, um, but uh, you know seeing seeing the Rubicon for the first time and getting to getting a chance to wheel uh, terrain quite le- unlike anything that I have out here in Oregon was a very unique experience for me. Now, Mike, I don't I don't I'm not sure where in the nation you're at um, or what kind of wheeling you have access to, uh, but for uh, but for me, uh, getting out to the Rubicon is one of those bucket list type of items. I can't wait till I get back there. I don't know about you. Yeah, I actually want to do it again. Uh, but I'm in uh, Wendy's neck of the woods. We're actually going to be uh, off-roading uh, this Saturday. Gonna get to, we're going to oh, get the, uh, the with, right on. with Larry. L- L- Larry Holmes is actually in Southern California, I think, right now. Uh, right, Larry? I, I feel like I'm left out yeah. here. I, yes, uh, ma'am. Well, that's because you are. <laughs> I am. No, <laughs> so Larry was talking earlier before the show. I actually drove uh, up the Big Bear today. In the Zoom. Oh, you did? He thought he saw wow. Bill in the white Jeep. Yeah. I don't know that Bill was no. Bill was off the hill today. He wasn't. He wasn't in. If he oh. was in the white jeep, then we need uh, to no, talk because he's, he's not he's, supposed to be home. We just. Uh, <laughs> we may have gotten Bill in trouble. Busted. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's Uh-oh. fine. I was gonna say over the hill, not off the hill, but yeah, whatever. No, yeah, I'm kidding, but Josh, I'm I mean, anytime you just need to get yourself down here. We'll just. I know. Get I gotta. I get down there. Uh, this year, I will be yes. getting my tow vehicle. So uh, there, there is a there is a high likelihood that this year I'll be able to make it down to uh, to some other events or possibly even just down to Big Bear for a weekend of wheeling. So yes. um, that is that is one of those things that once I get a tow vehicle, uh, there is going to be some some definite uh, destination <laughs> events happening. So yeah, I, I can't wait for that. You know, it's uh, it's Travis funny. Is- Wendy is the only host that I've ever met. I've never met Josh uh, or Tammy. So it, yeah, with, that's with, right. with us all getting. Uh, more mobile with our vehicles, we might actually get an opportunity to all be in the same place at the same time. Would that be uh, fun? It's, uh, it, 
Josh, it's funny you getting a gladiator like Tony is, or do you already have one? And not in Tony's no, I do, I do not have a gladiator. <laughs> I, do, I don't even have a car payment right now, so uh, I, I don't uh, either. No, it's not yet. <laughs> it, likely, I'll be ta- likely I'll be taking on a, a vehicle payment for the very first time uh, ever. So uh, yeah, it's not not something I'm looking forward to in that regard. But uh, but what it means for gladiator? Me, no, no, I'm not going to get a gladiator. Certainly uh, not right now. Um, I'll probably see what, what kind of success Tony has uh, with his. It, 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 I, I would like a Gladiator, but I'm probably going to wait a couple few years, prices to come down, I'll get a used one, and, and I'll be able to afford the payments a little bit easier on that. Um, for right now, uh, I, I'm looking at a Silverado, um, uh, possibly a 2500 um, that I've nice. got a, yeah. a, a few of them out there that, I, that I'm looking at. So, That'd be a um, lot easier to tell with. You yeah, got a trailer? Yeah, exactly. You got a flat trailer too? Uh, so I have access to trailers. Um, so for now it's going to be a borrowing a trailer type of thing. Um, uh, and then uh, in the future, I'll likely have my own possibly even thinking about a dolly option because it would be a lot easier for me to store a dolly than it would be for me to store a trailer right now. So, uh, in the future, uh, years down the road, there will be a trailer, uh, in the mix, but, uh, for right now, it'll just be borrowing a tilt deck trailer. Uh, from a buddy, so uh, yeah, that that's that's how that's going to go down. Hey, hey Josh, cool. I have an idea for you. I don't know how much uh, SpaceX you watch, but like they they've taken these two huge flat multi wheeled vehicles and uh, they put the Starship on top of it, but they they've bolted the two of them together so it's it's wide right. enough. But I, I would so like you to could get, get a couple of Hondas, bolt them together, <laughs> and use them. <laughs> As tow vehicles. How about Corollas? Yeah, 99, <laughs> yeah, right, 99 Corollas, yeah. but and they're very unlikely to be stolen. I, I'm thinking yeah, if they're bolted no together. Way. So you know, there, there's actually a like an uh, it was an old 60s or 70s, um, and I think it was a Ford, uh, but it was it was a truck that had a ramp on it. And you basically just dropped the ramp and drove a vehicle onto the back of the truck. That's cool. And, cool. and they were the, uh, these old car carriers from way back in the day. And there was, I mean, it was basically just like imagine taking the bed off of a, off of a full size old you know fifties or sixties truck and putting a large ramp on it. Literally, that's all it was. And and these were common uh, commonplace uh, for for a long time in the forties, fifties, and and into the sixties uh, before you know large scale car carriers became a lot more commonplace. So. Uh, yeah, there was, there was one that was, um, over by my old work that I, I just, I wished and wished and hoped and hoped that one day they would put a for sale sign on, uh, cause I really would like to, you know, make an offer on something like that. Be, that'd be great. It'd be a perfect tow vehicle. I don't, I don't but. think a Ford cab has the engine for towing, but boy, wouldn't it cool, be cool to have a fifties Ford cab with a flatbed that you could tilt oh, yeah. and drive up on and then take that as your tow vehicle. It'd be a, a Jeep towing the Jeep again. So. Anyway, Travis is sitting there going, would you get to me? I got to go to bed. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Rare that Travis (laughs) is actually uh, able to join us here over the last uh, several months. But all right, Travis, what do you got? What do you got for us? Uh, What's the one thing you you have to do? Oil change. That's it. Oil change. Other than that, I'm pretty much good. Oil change is a 20 minute. It's a 20 minute process that I really don't want to take the 20 minutes to do. Other than that, I'm good. I'm going to have a project. I'm going to have my Jeep down. Doesn't matter. Doesn't care. Build, do, oil change. The only one thing I hate with a passion doing, and I do it. The 20 minutes I take, I do it, but I just, I hate it. I don't want to do it. 
So you're not flipping the Jeep up. over. You're actually unscrewing the the plug from the the. Yeah. Okay. That's good. it. It's, it's if you were rotating the Jeep, I can see how that would suck. <laughs> it's it's. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drain my oil. I'm gonna check my filter. I'm gonna replace it if needed. That is it. Other than that, I'm good. Every other project, I'm like, doesn't bother me. I'm going to park the Jeep in my mind for those projects, and I'm going to build it and do it and do it right. Oil change, if something goes wrong, I'm pissed. It's, <laughs> it's you know, I'm pissed. That's, that's all it comes down to. I, know, I don't like oil changes. It's kind of like an ice cream sundae. How can you possibly screw that up? <laughs> have you ever have you ever forgotten to put the plug I, back in though? I mean, no, and you see the no, oil coming I'm, out. I'm, I'm <laughs> never once had an issue. Never once had a problem. Let's never once have failed at it. But I just don't want to do it. That's the one thing, and I, I do there's it. Nothing wrong with that. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It might be a scheduled thing. You know, it had nothing to do with Jeep. It's a scheduled. Hey, you have to do it this many miles. Hey, you have to yeah. do it this, this, this. You know, it just it pisses me off. I don't want to do it. It's expensive nowadays too. See, I feel that way uh, about not if you do it pilot. yourself. No, oh, I'm talking yeah, about I'm, just buying the oil and the filter. It's still expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a I have a driveway that's got a good slant to it, and and so for for me, rotating the tires is one of those things I would oh, almost have yeah. rather drive to a parking lot to go do because it's such a pain in the ass to do it in my driveway. <laughs> and and honestly, I could probably do an oil change in less time than it would take for me to rotate tires on my Jeep on oh, any given vehicle. <laughs> and the slant probably gets all the oil out of there too. Well, no, I'm, I'm just uh, talking about what the slant does to, you know, you're trying to jack up the Jeep. It starts to move on you. I've got it chalked. I've got the e-brake on. No matter what, it's going to shift six inches. Uh, and, you know, I'm always trying to fight it. Uh, and, and then you're dealing with 33s. You know, they're big-ass heavy tires. Uh, you know, you got to move things. You got to have the, you know, one, you got to have both tires off. So it means you got to, all right, we've got to get a jack stand in here or a second jack uh, to move things around, to, you know, to be able to make things happen. It's a pain in the butt. An oil change? Simple, straightforward. Now, you might need to have yourself an oil change uh, or an uh, oil filter wrench, but, you know, yeah, I mean, come on. But I don't know. I don't know. So, Travis, I'm, I'm, I'm calling BS, man. There's, there's other things. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like it. Hey, before I forget, you guys were louder than hell on your damn podcast today. Well, you're welcome. And we're trying to have a conversation, and we couldn't do it. And I messaged Tony five times. Five times on every format I could find, That's and it never got turned down to where we could have a conversation <laughs> in Zoom, and he ruined it. Thanks, Tony. Well, I mean, leave it to Tony. He can ruin a wet dream. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, <laughs> that is Tony. Right? I can see that. Somebody, somebody's having a uh, sleep in the night. They're having a very sexual dream. And then I then I show awesome. up. Hi, I'm Tony with the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy hell. <laughs> Not him again. Yeah, that's a mood killer. <laughs> Definitely. Josh fell out of his chair. Literally just right fell out way. of my chair. I'll throw this in. Travis was bitching last week because he couldn't find the uh, the after show conversation. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was. Hey, and then I found it. 
was it too long? A, was, was there too long a gap between the end of the show, or are you are you hitting that button no, early? I never, I never, unless unless Jar starts singing and does something that's going <laughs> to impress me, I usually shut it off. I'm like, I'm good. But Josh oh God! Now I gotta step up my things. game at the end of the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. There's gonna be singing at the show, end of the show now. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Josh, Josh will keep me entertained at the end of the show, and that's why I keep it on. I'm Excellent. Like, all right, let me go through. Josh has got. Josh had nothing last week. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that's shut right. Shut it down. Uh, no, last couple bonus. weeks I kind of had a bounce out. Uh, I, had, I had a hard out, as they call it in the industry. So uh, yeah, I, I couldn't stick no around bragging. too. Ter- I'll <laughs> uh, respect you, man. You're you're doing good. I I respect what you do and what you've done for all these years. Yeah, but I was just like, Fuck, there's no bonus, and I pulled the show back up, and I'm like, oh wait, it's got another twenty thirty minutes. I'm like, let me just keep listening, and then I found it. Yeah, if you man, don't, if bonus, you don't know what bonus, if you don't know what Travis is talking about, uh, if you have the Jeep Talk Show app. Uh, almost every week we have a bonus segment uh, on the app where there's another anywhere from uh, uh, 10 minutes to sometimes 30 minutes of just conversation between the host and the uh, the Zoom people. So uh, it's it's unscripted. It's uh, There is no segments. It's just us chatting. So it may be something that you enjoy. Uh, so uh, certainly Travis enjoys it because he was pissed <laughs> off when he couldn't find it. He couldn't so, find it. Which is great, and I, I really appreciate that. But it was funny. I love hearing people bitch about uh uh, what time is the show going to be released? It's noon. Where is it? You know those yeah. type those type <laughs> messages. I'm I'm eating lunch. Give me a second. You know so. <laughs> you know Travis, Travis is talking about you know being impressed over you know everything that we've done and, and accomplished over over the years. And, and Tony, you know you and I have been doing the show in one form or another for over a decade now. Yep. Uh, I think and and we've known each other for ten years. Yep. And and in that time we've never met. Only seems and, like twelve. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's odd, you know. You, uh, how many people in your life have you known for a decade or more, and you've never met them? And, I mean, no, obviously, in days, know days of, you know, an age of social media and stuff, you've got five hundred friends, and you've probably only met, you know, you know, the twenty of them. Uh, but I get that. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people who you have, uh, who you have daily interactions with who you've never met in ten years. Well, the zoo people uh, are getting to be that way too. We have I know, weekly and interactions. Yeah, and I'm seeing familiar faces now that you know they've been around for several months and several, you know, many many episodes now, and and uh, these people are developing rapports with each other, and yeah. and, and it, one of these days we're gonna have to have a party, we're gonna have exactly. to have a, a show somewhere and and you know big stage and invite a bunch of people around and you know all that sort of thing and and uh, and really make an event out of it. Uh, but well, uh, well, actually, I'll mention this, uh, Dustin uh, G in uh, the the Facebook chat of this Facebook Live that we're broadcasting. He says, "I'm Canadian, living in Mexico all winter. Uh, if I can cross uh, the Canada USA border, I'll come down to wheel with you guys. Uh, a Jeep talk show wheeling trip would be fun. That and would be. I think that would really be cool. I have to talk a little bit because Josh is down." I'm having mechanical difficulties here. <laughs> if you if you heard that noise on the mic, that was uh, Josh's left foot hitting the microphone as he went down. <laughs> He's and there's no cat no, in actually, the studio I to blame. The reason why I fell out of my chair twice now uh, in five yes. minutes. 
That's because right the- right here. Right here. Here's, here's the reason why. It's not because I'm a jackass or this, a klutz. This is why this, you need to be, become a paid subscriber for the I'm Jeep not Talk Show. I'm at you, but that's damn funny right there. No, seriously. So, for for our audio-only listeners, he is holding up a wheel to his, uh, his chair <laughs> that has come off. Yes, and, you can see it. And here I thought it was the cat taped to the wall. <laughs> no, yeah. no, there it is. There it is. No, I'm gonna have to oh, get out, bring the chair man. out in the garage and do some welding. <laughs> Beat the hell out of it. <laughs> How dare it! Oh, oh I geez. love it. Well, uh, we want you guys to join in on the campfire side. Wait, no, I haven't talked to my co-hosts about this about this topic. Hold on, I forgot. Hold on. <laughs> I know, I got, I'm all getting ahead of myself here. Trying to end well, you hit your stuff. head. I can understand why you want to well, go get some <laughs> hospitalization uh, going, maybe some band-aids. I'm not even here anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to continue on with our campfire side <laughs> chat and talking about uh, what we don't like to do to our Jeeps, but we absolutely have to do. Things like putting gas in there, doing oil changes, stuff like that. Uh, and so we, you know, we've heard from our listeners, we've heard from myself, and now we're going to go around to the, to the hosts and hear from Tony and Wendy about what they have to do to the Jeep but don't like to do. So Tony, you're first up. What would you what what would you uh, fill in the blank with? Constant exhaust issues, or they seem like uh, constant exhaust issues. I hate hearing an exhaust leak, and yeah, mo- more often than not, it's been a cracked uh, a header or a cracked uh, uh, exhaust manifold, the original one, and just having to you know take all that crap off the engine. So that you can get it back on Which there. You're really it, good at it and now. Yeah, and it seems <laughs> like and it seems like when He's you do it, you it. always have a a, a a a leak for the intake. So it revs really high, and then you have to go find out where the gasket isn't mating properly. So I I think you can identify with uh, having uh, the exhaust leak issues. So oh yes, many times, many times. Yes, I I think I'm on my fourth header. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I yeah yeah. So, all right, Wendy, I, I, I know that you, you probably don't do a whole lot of wrench turning on the Jeep. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm he sorry if you, if you do. Him. You bust your knuckles yeah, every now and then. Exactly. He uh, has all the tools. Uh, Just get the hell out of the way. Could you, could you uh, say, you know, what would be one thing that you guys have to do to the Jeep, but, uh, but you don't like doing? Yeah, I think it's the, I think it was Larry who said about the bath or cleaning it, and somebody else said about the dog. I think those are the two together. So luckily for me, Bill loves to do that kind of stuff. So I don't have to clean the Jeep very often. And doing what the hair thing, we guys? actually found this. Um, I have to figure out what the name of it is. It's like this block of, it looks like soapstone. It's really lightweight. And you just uh, scrape it on the actual carpet and it takes the hair, dog hair right up off the back of the Jeep. Oh, you see, know, I had one of those that was foam rubber. It was like a block of foam rubber and it was like yeah, a pet hairy racer almost. Yeah, you know, and this it is like, a, it. it's hard. Uh, it's like a hard, but it's super light. Interesting. So, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. But we, somebody I'm, I'm, turned us I'm, on to that on one of the trail rides we were on and we were like, what do you mean? And we went and bought that block. And let me tell you what, that was the easiest way to clean the Jeep because... We have dogs, and they got hair. Even though it's covered, the seats and everything are covered, you still get hair. So those would be two things I don't like to do. Uh, I have a shepherd and a Samoyed. Uh, And a what? Samoyed, white white sled dog. You know, the Sammies. Oh, okay. 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 Also known as a Samoyed, pronounced correctly, but most people know it as a Samoyed. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah uh, the definitely fuzzy dogs. Uh, so I can mm-hmm. only imagine. Now, do you have covers over the seats? I mean, do you, do you have like the good, you know, neoprene or, or like, you know, uh, yeah, uh, dips, you know, uh, covers that can help kind of keep the hair from getting into the fibers and stuff, helping the seats uh, from grabbing onto that hair and really holding onto it. So hopefully it's yeah. easier to clean. 
we we have the neoprene, but the very very back it, we don't have anything for, so we just use a basic sheet, which oh, okay. you know holds in place for the ride. We clean it up afterwards, and you still get hair on the side. So yeah, yeah it's fun traveling with dogs, but that would be my thing: cleaning. So. Well, I can't thank my uh, my listeners, my fans, and my co-hosts enough for uh, for chiming in on this. We had a good campfire side chat this week, and that's that was a good one. Uh, each and every week, we're doing this, and we encourage you to join in on our campfire side chat. And like I was talking about at the top of the segment, uh, if you're new to the show, this is your first time listening, and and you'd like to get in on these kind of conversations and have some fun with us, uh, you can. Uh, there's no special requirements or anything like that. All you got to do is is find the notifications and, and, a, and a link to join in on the Zoom room. Uh, and that's all it takes. Now, how do you get that link? Well, you can uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, or you can receive notifications via our newsletter. Uh, and it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. All you got to do is go to go to our website. Uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and, and that will take you to a, a place on our website uh, where you can get all kinds of information including uh, how to sign up for our newsletter and don't worry we're not going to spam you we don't sell information no. none, <laughs> none of that stuff it's literally one email a week and that's it but it contains some really nice inside information about the show what's coming up what we're going to be doing uh, and even some uh, some advanced notice on giveaways and things like that when we're doing that sort of stuff so uh, we will be getting back to that uh, here very soon soon in the near, near future so uh, make sure that you guys are all hooked up with us on social media and of course are signed up for our newsletter but once again thanks to chip and greg and christopher larry mike and and travis as well all for uh this week's campfire side chat and of course uh wendy and tony as well for uh for chiming in That is it for the show for this week, my fellow cheaper. Until next week, be sure to engage with us directly by calling in or through social media. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. It's the Jeep Talk Show. We won't be calling you to discuss your Jeep's extended warranty. Nope. <laughs> well, we might not do that. That would be good. But wouldn't that be sad? You've got to start a big calling campaign. Hi, this is the Jeep Talk Show. We've been trying to reach you about your Jeep's extended warranty. <laughs> if, if you'll stop calling me, if, if you'll agree to Press subscribe, more we'll, we'll throw in some uh, free episodes of the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> All four hundred and eighty. I've guessing since two thousand ten. Actually, we'll, if you listen to the show, we'll stop calling you. That would be better. <laughs> <laughs> That's how to get it. <laughs>